Hypermax Network Production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. It's Thursday. It's noon Pacific Standard Time. A beautiful day here in Las Vegas, and we are live. Uh, the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by... 810 Solutions. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. The Nationals are over. And with that, this is the last Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by 810 Solutions uh, show of the year. We uh, we did 12 of them, and uh, we thank everybody for listening. We thank you for the support. Things are great, and uh, we're happy to, uh, maybe to maybe bring it back next year. We're not sure yet. Uh, Fly, the Fly Racing guys are, are big parts of this, and uh, as we all know, they're the gear and helmet choice of Shorty, Kennard, Weston Pike, Michael Byrne, a whole host of other top-level athletes. Fly Racing distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports and is available 40-plus countries worldwide. Uh, A10 Solutions, your one-stop source for the finest performance products for your body. A10 Solutions, it's got Rhino Power, Brat Bar, Tomac Reed, Millsaps, Rocks, and they all use it. And uh, they are the, the, the distributor uh, in the southern United States for Rhino Power Sports Supplements. 810solutions.com, the number 8, 10solutions.com. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, uh, taking your calls uh, and uh, discussing things and producing um, the show behind the scenes and offering up uh, some opinions here and there is uh, the Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? What's up, guy? I don't know if you've noticed, Tits, but uh, on pulpamex.com, we are, we're running a poll. Yes. Um, will Tits Legendary leave the Pulpamex show next year? Uh-huh. Which is very much up in the air. Lots of discussions. This is true. Yep. Um... 24% say, yes, Optrix money is rolling in and he has no choice. Uh-huh. Uh, trailing by 1%, uh-huh. who's tits? Yeah. So, uh, and then no, he loves it, uh, is in third place. But it's, it's hotly contested. Did it, you vote? I did not, actually. Okay. Right. I did not. I didn't want to sway the... Right, uh, right, you know, right. obviously I know better than anyone. Yeah. So. Yeah, very exciting stuff. Uh, fans have spoken. <laughs> they believe you will be leaving because the Optrix money uh-huh. is rolling in. So yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, you never know. No, you don't. Um, but uh, thanks everybody for listening. Jason Thomas is going to come on board, of course. JT Money uh, will be in to uh, talk about the season that was. We want to recap the season a little bit. Talk a little bit about next year because we like to look forward on this show. Uh, so talk a little bit about next year. Some rides that are available, and uh, who had good years, who had bad years, and uh, and all that. We're going to be giving away three things here on the last show. Yeah, three. Things, uh, terrific prizes, thanks to Fly Racing for uh, giving away a set of kinetic gear, pants, jersey, gloves, and uh, a helmet, a Fly Kinetic helmet as well. Um, and it's good stuff, quality stuff, uh, short canard burner. They all run it. They run all the Fly stuff too. There's multi-lines and they run they run a little bit of everything. As well, 810 Solutions has a $50 gift certificate uh, towards uh, any purchase there. So uh, thanks to those guys for, for coming on board. And it's, again, just like every week, it's going to be random callers. Just random dudes are going to... Win some cool prizes just for listening live. Um, so we appreciate it. And then also, too, um, thoughts from you guys on this season, too. Uh, besides calling in and telling me that the last two tracks uh, have ruined motocross, um, besides telling me that, we all know that. We know they've ruined motocross. Um, besides telling me that, who, who had good years, who had bad years, who needs to pick it up? What do you think Chad Reed's going to do? Right now, that's a big question in the sport. Chad Reed's looking for a new bike. 
manufacturer next year? Will he go to RCH? The deadline is tomorrow on that, so we should know something tomorrow. And uh, Or will he get uh, his own brand, KTM or Cowie, and run under Team 2-2? Um, one of those two. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Tell me what you think. Let me know what uh, what you guys want. Lines are already full. Uh, let's go to Thor. Now we're going to Thor, tits, on the Fly Racing Show. And Thor. Yeah, all right. If someone called answer calls in, don't take it. Okay. Thor, what's up? Hey, Mathis. I had a question about Reed. If you're Reed, why not sign with RCH or whoever and keep 2-2 open also and maybe hire a Metcalf and do both? Need your staff at 2-2 and take your money from RCH and do both? Uh, no. No, he he wants to he wants to uh, to ride for his own team. So, um, um, uh, no, no, I don't like that, Thor. That's 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 not a good idea. Terrible, terrible idea. Hey, <laughs> hey, on the post race interviews, what what was Villapoto talking about with this FIM banquet and fine and all that? Yeah, well, you know the uh, the Supercross series is a FIM you know ser- series, right? So, um, I can't believe they're making him go to Monte Carlo or they've got to fine him. But, yeah, you know, mandatory. You said, that's yeah, crazy. that's ridiculous. I mean, Monte Carlo is not such a bad place, and I mean, I would hope, I would, I would assume they're paying for the ticket and all the accommodations and everything. The FIM, if they're making him go there, um, yeah. But he won the World Supercross title slash uh, AMA title, you know. So yeah, I guess he's got to go. I had no idea. I, I didn't know that he had to go. I know in the years that they've had that banquet, they've flown some uh, journalists over, um, um, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Hey, one more thing. I have a comment about the Baggett, uh, the Baggett, uh, what do you call it? The, not the fine, but the penalty. The two positions they yeah. took away from him. Yeah. I feel like maybe it was a little bit of a makeup call combining with the race before. Uh, and that kind of ended the two for the two for yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's, uh, I think it was more serious than the track cutting, the accidental track cutting at uh, Miller. You know, it was a little more serious right. effect because there was a rider down and he almost ate crap and all that. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, – I don't think it was a makeup call, but certainly they were probably like, hey, he got away with one last week. Let's let's make sure he gets something for this more serious offense, you know? Right, that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, I don't okay, know if well, it was makeup, but, thanks. yeah, maybe. All right, thanks, Thor. Thank you. Thanks, man. appreciate it. Uh, Ted, what's going on? What's up, man? Thanks for listening. I got a question. Yeah, but I got a question about the donations. And is Roxon's work bike work spike going to be better than Tomac's Geico bike? Um, no, no, I wouldn't think so. Um, I don't think they would throw. Um, they would throw Kenny. Like obviously, there's no there's no production rule in Europe, right? So, um, I don't think they would throw Kenny on a bike that had. I'm sure they have different frames and things like that going on in Europe. I don't see how they put him on a bike like that with little testing time that he didn't do that well. And, and uh, you know, um, yep. I, I don't think so. Uh, they're they're going to be a little more stricter on sound and a little more stricter on fuel. But uh, I don't think it's going to – I don't think so. so right, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. All right, that was uh, Ted. And that's a good question. Production, uh, production rule is not in Europe and uh, full works bikes. And I have no doubt that Hurlings and – Caroli and all these bikes are, are radically nah, I mean, not radically, but I have no doubt they're different than the American bikes uh, frame, uh, perhaps even uh, crankcases and things like that. But I don't think they would say, "Hey, Roxon, 
you've been doing so good all year, and now we're going to give you this new bike. Um, doesn't mean it's better. It's just uh, he doesn't have time to test it and do all that. So, um, Chris, what's up, man? Hey, not much. Had a question on Roxon. Why wouldn't he go like old school if he's kind of a shoe in for the outdoors? If it's pretty much him and Tomac, why wouldn't he do like 450s indoors and 250s outdoors? He figured they'd want to get that title, and he probably could use a little extra money. <clears throat> I'm with you. Why? Why? Why move up when you unless you have to? Yeah, right? he's like 19. Like, what's the hurry? Right. Exactly. Many more years of winning and riding. Um, you know, happening for Kenny. I don't know why nobody does that anymore. The last guy that I can think of what really did it, well, Mike Brown did it here and there. But uh, uh, um, Ernie, Ernesto Fonseca did it. You know, he rode 250 Supercross, and he got third. And then he rode 125 Nationals and got sixth or seventh or something. Um, they figured they'd but, want that title. And... Right. Why not, right? Like, without Tomac there, it's clear that, that – uh, and Tomac un- moving up, I understand, because he's a bigger dude. He wants off the bike. Um I understand that, but uh, Roxon, yeah, fits a two fifty fine. Killed it all season. Why bother? Why move up? He ain't going to beat Villapoto and Dungy. So yeah. I guess you um, you do it, Chris, because Kenny wants to. Yeah. But but I'm with you. There's why the rush. Yeah, it seems so, foolish. No, I agree. Um, hey, you're going to kick off our giveaways on this show. Yeah. Do you want a fifty dollar eight ten solutions gift certificate? A Fly Kinetic helmet or a Fly Kinetic set of gear. You have to pick okay. one of them. Since I'm out of shape, that stuff's not going to help me. I'll use the uh, the gear. No, but if you're out of shape, you need to start with the A10 Solutions, no? No, nah, I don't. You know, we probably <laughs> do. We're going to make a run at Loretta's next year. Okay. So, so there's like a bunch of us. Right. Or the guys that always hound you down at the Nationals and stuff. So you just gave up. You're just like, forget it. Um, so yeah. Which, which stuff do you want, the gear? Uh, yeah, it'd be great. All right, well, stay on hold. Tits will get to you eventually. Uh, okay. Thank Thanks. you for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Oh, I just hung up on, on Chris. Oops. Chris, call back. Way to go. Jason Thomas. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> hey, you want some gear? Let me hang up on you. The Fly Moto 60 show where we hang up on guests uh, and customers. Right? Fly yeah. Kinetic Gear winner Chris gets hung up on. Hopefully he calls back and... Now a whole bunch of people are going to call back saying they're Chris. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. We're screwed. We're effed. Yeah, um, it was that guy. We're, we're going to make a run at Loretta's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, Fly Kinetic Gear and the Fly Helmet, Kinetic Helmet, JT, you, uh, you're you working at Western Power Sports. Uh, quality stuff. Uh, it is. It is. It's our, uh, it's our best-selling stuff. Best-selling? Yep. Wow. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Um, hey, let's get to some calls before we get – got some stuff to talk to you about, JT, but – we also got some calls here. Uh, Joe, what's happening? How's it going, Steve? Good. What's happening? Hey, I just had a question about that uh, Ricky Carmichael road to Supercross thing. Are, are riders like Bashaglia and McElrath, are they going to have to do a few rounds of arena cross? Or no. are they going to be well, able to just jump right in? Truthfully, I, I see this, JT. Maybe you can help me. Maybe you know more than I do. It's, this has turned into a major cluster. No, Bashaglia, seen Cirillo. Uh, McElrath do not have to do it because they, the, I, they had said there was going to be a one-year exemption, but they also said that you're going to have the, see the Arena Cross Series in the fall, so that before Anaheim starts, you, you're going to have to do some Arena Crosses to get experience for Supercross. Well, but now we've seen the Arena Cross schedule come out. They did not put it in the fall; they put it in January. So now if you if that rule is still there, and JT, I have no idea. Have you heard? I, I, no, I, I think it's just a, a mess altogether. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I was looking well, to do. It, yeah. Now it's in January. So now 
if you are a West Coast rider, you have to miss. Yeah. You have you to have miss to supercrosses. Right. Yeah. But or now, race East Coast, right? Right. Or right. but let's say you're a West Coast privateer kid. You don't have a lot of money. You just want you. You live in California. You want to do the six rounds because uh, it is you know cheaper and everything else. Uh, you're screwed. You're going to miss two rounds because you have to go to Des Moines and wherever else. Worcester. 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 Uh, you got to go ride a Worcester and uh, with the whipper. Uh, but I don't. I, I so I don't think this rule is still in effect. I think I thought it was incredibly cheeseball when it came out. You know why don't they just announce? Hey, we we don't have good attendance and we need to get some good riders. I I don't know. Yeah. That's that's all it was for. Um, but now that they look like they're not doing it, it looks even worse. It's even even worse PR move because they're just going, oh hey, all that stuff about RC's road to Supercross. Yeah, just just forget it. Just forget about it. <laughs> Like I don't get it. I, it's 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 a cluster. So, um, yeah, Joe. I don't know. All right, man. All hey, right. I could use I could use some gear, or a helmet, if you want to help me out. Call Chris. Call Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> guy Chris, the winner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Joe. Uh, we're moving on, bro. It's a good question. Right. Don't get me wrong. Sounds good, man. All right, Thanks. see ya. I don't. I like the forward thinking and the forward asking. Mm-hmm. I don't want to reward that. It's yeah. too easy, <laughs> yeah. but I like it. It's ballsy, right? It's ballsy. Very much your style. Yeah, <laughs> Bo, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for uh, listening to the show. Hey, no worries. Um, it's a first for me, and I called into the pulp show for the first time on Monday. Oh my god! What you guys are putting out? <laughs> your life is changing. Um, uh, oh, yeah. No, it's uh, and you, you know you're just calling into the show, but um, this is the last show of the year, the last Fly Racing Moto Sixty show of the year, so. Well, I hope we got more next year because they're pretty awesome. Well, it's really up to Tits at this point. It's really up to him. So if it's, there is no, <laughs> if there is no show, I do uh, accept bribes. Yeah. Or, uh, Please send all your letters to Sundell and Concrete. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So, hey, I heard you were saying that they're looking about like they possibly canceled the RC Road to Recovery. Um, road to Recovery. I mean, not Road to Recovery. <laughs> road to Supercross. <laughs> I don't know if they're canceling. Yeah, it. yeah. Did... Let's not let's not get that started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't think they're canceling it. I think it's still there, but I just think it's silly. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, before that was even in place, like okay. the rookies, like Barsha and Tomac, um, at what point do these guys are riding Supercross? So, it, I mean, it looks like they're ready to go by the time they have their first Supercross season. And, like, you know, how how soon ahead of time uh, Roxton's first season, he, he did the guy who had to ride a Supercross track, like, is there a general time frame that these guys do to prepare for that? Or, um, Well, nowadays, I think it's their whole lives. <laughs> um, okay. You know what I mean? They, they, these guys spend a lot of time on Supercross now, the amateurs. Than, you know, back in the day, I think it was rougher for dudes when there was literally only four practice tracks. I mean, the, the Jimmy Button told me a story even in the 90s. He would just go out to the hills to practice for Supercross, you know? That's not oh. happening anymore. MTF, GPF, uh, South of the Border, Club MX, they all got Supercross tracks. These kids are, are better than ever. Look at them. They're all scrubbing, too, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah. But there is there has been a shift, Bo, uh, lately to debut for the outdoors. Adam C. Cirillo was supposed to do that. Barsha did it. Tomac did it. Um, you know, there's a, there's a new trend to wait and debut outdoors and then go into Supercross. So I think it makes a lot more sense than, you know, coming into, you know, the LR or whatever race after Loretta's. Yeah, I, I, I think it works better for those guys. I really think Sebastian Tortelli and uh, Greg Alberton probably should have stuck to that plan. 
back in the day. Um, do you like that, JT? If you were a team manager, team owner, what, would you put your guys on that program? Going arena cross first or outdoors? No, going outdoors first. We're, we're, um, we're over, we don't know about the arena cross. So. Yeah, it really depends. Uh, I, I kind of like it because I think it gives them a whole, uh, basically, spring and, and early, you know, the whole winter and then the spring to really prepare. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about this a bunch where transitioning from supercross to outdoors is pretty tough for at least for a few weeks, and I feel like they have a pretty big advantage. So uh, as far as confidence and all that, you know, we saw Cooper Webb come in right away and do really well. You know, he was third yeah, another in the guy, thir- right. third moto of the year. Yeah. So, um, you know, I-, I think there is a definite advantage to that, and it-, it lets them build a little bit of confidence straight away in, in an environment they're more comfortable in. But, hey, it's weird, JT, because, okay, you're absolutely right. You, you make some great points. But it's weird because you have basically September – to December to ride Supercross, right? So you're you're still riding for months and months before Anaheim, or before your East Coast or whatever. But it's still different, isn't it? It's still like you can ride all you want, but racing Supercross is different. Well, yeah, and, yeah. and, and Supercross is not what these kids grew up racing. You know, even, whether they had a Supercross track to ride on or not at MTF or whatever, they didn't grow up racing every single weekend on a Supercross track inside a stadium in front of 50,000 people. You know, it's just a, such a different environment and under the lights and all these things, it's, it's a completely different situation and environment to throw a 16-year-old kid into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just think it's easier. The transition's easier. They're more comfortable. They have a better chance of succeeding right away uh, with all the advantages we kind of just went over going outdoors. Right. There you go, Bo. Right on. Hey, um, I know you guys have been – Mentioning uh, Grant, looks like he's going back to JGR, but uh, any word on Brayton? Yeah, Brayton's got a two-year deal, so the next year is his last year. He was already signed. Oh, so right on. All right, thanks, All right. Bo. All right. Thanks, bye, guys. Thank you, Bo. Um, Bob. Hey, Steve. Hey, JT. Hey, Tits. How are you guys? Uh, we're good. Hey, don't don't say hi to the producer. Just He's behind the scenes, oh. Bob. Yeah, he doesn't right. speak. Yeah. yeah, especially the short-term ones. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, question about designations. Who are the podium contenders other than the U.S., of course? Canada? No. Yeah. <laughs> I saw on the list that they're sandwiched between Thailand and the Mongolia, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, on the entry list. We haven't been there for make you we, feel good. We haven't been there for two years, so they gave us some high numbers. Um, <laughs> I think I think USA, especially JT, you've heard Schiffer's injured. I don't know if you've heard yeah, that. He's yeah, been, he's been out. I know him pretty yeah. well. He's so he's out. out. Nagel might miss it, too. Uh, uh, he's he's oh. gonna race, I think. Oh, he is. Okay, yeah. so Germany's done. I mean, I, no, I think they'll be okay. I think, nah. Ulrich, I think Ulrich's better than you think. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna win. Yeah. But home track. Uh, I think they have a chance at a podium. I really do. Okay. Belgium's always strong. They have yeah, the, the Diker, DeSalle, and Van Horbeek, I believe. Yep. Um, there'll be good. Yep. F- uh, France has. Um, France is always good too. They'll have Holland, uh, Tixier. Yeah, and who they? Oh, they they skipped over Muscan for um, Charlier. Charlier, yes. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, I would USA, Belgium, France, Germany, maybe UK. Uh, UK, man, they always poop the bed. Like, yeah, they do. Like they they seem to have good rides. The Sura will put in a Sura went like four four or whatever a couple of years ago and four fifty and MX one and, but like it seems like they always get haunted by some bad luck. Um. And I and I, I thought Nichols Jake Nichols should have been on the team this year. I didn't think that he they, is. He is. He is. Yep. He's their MX2 rider, I believe. Fire my research staff here. The Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought Simpson got it over. I got no Searle, Nichols, and Simpson. 
Yeah, like I said, JT yeah. JT, I, JT told me before the show who was on the team. He's yeah, like, yeah, it's totally my fault. Yeah, totally, totally his fault. We, uh, we usually uh, talk about the UK Motocross <laughs> Nations team daily. Oh, very much so. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I've been to the track, Bob, um, a little bit like High Point. It's a harder pack. It's in and out of a valley. The start hangs a right and goes down a hill right away. Um, it's a good viewing track, by the way. Uh, it's it's a little oh, bit like a little bit like High Point. Yeah. Um, so not, maybe not as tacky, but yeah, should be interesting. Right, yeah, second secondary question. Yeah. For you. And Canada Canada will get eleventh. Stamp that. Canada will get eleventh, uh, okay. which will mean we, we will we will then run numbers uh, around the forties next year. So. And maybe five Canadian team jackets flying around. Yeah. There you go. Uh, with uh, JT's love of America combined with his let's throw bro attitude, how many fights are you prepared to break up when you're over there? Oh, yeah, good point. Um, the, the after parties get a little ugly sometimes. So um, one thing for sure, JT and I are traveling together. I will be bringing my glow sticks and my pacifiers for the techno at the after party. <laughs> so, All right, sounds good, guys. Thanks, Bob. All right, bye. See ya. Is that Bob? That's Bob from Omaha? The Bob. He, he doesn't ride. Otherwise, I would have given him a shot of one of those prizes. And he could be foul play because he's, you know. Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for listening. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by 810 Solutions. Jason Thomas is online. Uh, JT, let's uh, first let's go through some rides. Uh, we know two-stroke motocross is looking for guys. Saw uh, that. Yeah. Besides that, though, almost everybody's done. Uh, JGR, like we said, Grant's going back. Uh, there's a new Valley team coming. Looks like Kyle Cunningham's going to be on that uh, for his teammate. Uh, I don't know. I got to think Kyle Regal has a, has that spot sewn up. He would say, want to say no, but you just no, know yeah. they're going to go back to it. Yeah, like a moth to a flame. Yeah, uh, Cowie's done. Honda's done. Uh, KTM is done. Um, yeah, uh, Pro Circuit's done. Geico's done. Uh, Star Racing's done. They're going to uh, Rodriguez, the amateur kid, join Martin and, and Webb. Um, who am I missing? Um, Rockstar KTM is done. Um, BTO Sports KTM is done. Uh, anyone else? Um, TLD? Say TLD. Oh, TLD, yeah. I haven't heard Mookie for sure. I think it's going to happen. They'll have Nelson, Sealy, uh, McElrath, and probably Mookie. Right? I think I think Mookie will stay, yeah, yeah. 250 and then 450 outdoors. Unbelievable. They're going to put Mookie on a 250. Unbelievable. Yeah, and I know we talked about this, but you got to look at what their, you know, yeah. what their role is as a team, really. Yeah. Uh, 702-586-7857. Uh, call in if you have a question or something on your mind, uh, if you want to win um, a helmet and a $50 810 Solutions. Did Chris ever call back? Yes. Oh, he did? Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, How many of them? Yeah. <laughs> Just one. Surprisingly. Uh, so I've got a list, JT, of uh, uh, guys who had good years, guys who had poopy years, and guys in the middle. Okay. Um, I want you to help me help me decide the guys in the middle. Just, right. Justin Brayton. Good year, bad year. We saw glimpses. We saw flashes. But in the end, Brayton got 11th in the points. Good year, bad year? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say bad only because last year was, I thought, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that it was completely his fault. I think it was a, the results were a victim of how many people were in the class and, and there weren't, were not many injuries this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't you know, want to put blame squarely on him, but if you look at years compared side by side, it was obviously not as good. 
Yeah, we saw last year um, Weimer, Tickle, Short were like three, four, five. Right. This and, year, and, they're six, seven, eight. Right. There were there were supercrosses last year where we thought Braden might win. Yes. You know? Yeah. So just a different looking year when you look at both of them. But he was so hot and cold outdoors, and he told me like he really felt like it. It felt down. It came down to the track and whether he liked the track or not. Well, yeah, you know? no, I think that's pretty typical. Um, you're you're talking a difference between like a six or seven and a twelve or thirteen, so it's not yeah massive differences. But yeah, I think that's pretty normal though. You look at guys; they they obviously do better on certain kind of tracks versus others. Jake Weimer, good year, bad year. Is the same same boat as Brighton. Yeah, but he really came on strong at the end. I mm-hmm. thought he was starting to turn it around. Um, he looked like a completely different guy the last three or four races, kind of starting at Unadilla. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you... uh, well, actually, maybe even Washougal, second moto at Washougal. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I, I want to say, you know, it had to be a letdown as far as you look at the, the whole picture, but mm-hmm. uh, he kind of left it on a left it on a good note. He did finish seventy five points better than Brayton, so. Well, yeah, if you look yeah. at them side yeah. by side, I think it was, he was quite a bit better, especially because um, you factor in that the whole end of the series run he had. Brock Tickle. I don't think you could consider this year very good for Brock. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of expectations, a lot of pressure, and not what he was really looking for, I'm sure. You know, some people uh, don't agree with me on this. Some people in the, in, in the pits don't agree with me with this, that I I was thinking – you know, yeah, he's on a works bike. He's on a works Suzuki. We know that's a great bike. Um, it's won a lot of races in the past. But um, I think we maybe underestimated the Pro Circuit 450, which was basically a works bike. I mean, they had tranny. They had a, they had a works tranny. Their bike was lighter than RV's bike from, with the Air Forks. It, uh, you know, it's built by Mitch Payton, a Pro Circuit. So, like, we're, we're kind of thinking, oh, he's got a works bike. But he kind of had one last year. What do, you, what do you think about that? Like, I just, I just think it was the competition, right? But, but I'm saying really bike do. wise, like a lot of people were like, he, well, you know, the guy on, on the Pulp Show Monday, you know, he's an ass hat because he's got a works bike. Yeah, I, I don't think there was much difference in equipment. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I think it was pretty, pretty level playing field. I'm sure there were, there were aspects. You know, there were things he probably had access to this year that he didn't last year. But I also think that uh, Mitch was probably pretty proactive in getting him. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things things built that that other people didn't have also so um uh, phil nicoletti was knocking on the door for a top 10 he was like ah 15 20 points out if that if you call that knocking on the door right um now he's 14th phil had a terrible second half not terrible uh you know terrible elsinore and uh not not a good miller and he kind of dropped back a little bit phil nicoletti good year bad year uh, good year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Okay. Um, turned a lot of heads. You know, I think a lot of guys looked at him and, and knew he had potential, but he was really never finishing races because of, you know, bike problems or this or that. Uh, half was good as the first, but uh, he definitely, I think, opened a lot of eyes and, and got his name thrown into a lot of hats that it wasn't in previously. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, uh, what else was it? Uh, Michael Lessie. That's a tough one. I mean, last year was so good. You yeah. know, second points and won a moto. And his, starts, all... his starts went away. Yeah, yeah. I know he was looking for him after the moto. Yeah. Um, found a golf Wigan. ball. He found a golf ball. But he, he did. He did. No, didn't find his starts, but he found a golf ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would have to say not good just because yeah. to go from second to ninth can't be viewed as good, I would think. I think we saw, and of course he lost, he lost uh, 30 points because of Washougal. 
But um, well, okay, so yeah. let's add thirty points. No, no, he still only goes to six. Se- yeah, yeah, no, no, seven, seven, seventh. Yeah, um, so. You know, I think I think what we saw with Mike Alessi, remember Bud's Creek, he went three, three, third in the first moto. Second moto, he was third or second and when he hit the wall and had that bad crash. Yeah. Whole shot both motos. I think if he gets his start, we saw he can do it. But with Mike, with a lot of racers, but especially with the 800, boils down to the start, man. And he couldn't get him this year, and that was the whole difference because when he got him, we saw on his MCR bike, uh, he could run up front. Oh, without a doubt. I think that's been Mike's whole career is he's a completely different rider when he gets a whole shot than he is mm-hmm. if he doesn't. Uh, and I think I think that's a result of being, you know, it's, it's almost like he's a victim of his own starts. He grew up whole shotting every race. He didn't learn really the, I don't want to say the skill of it because he knows how to do it, but he's just mm-hmm. not as comfortable coming through the pack and moving forward as he is. And I don't want to say moving backwards, but kind of uh, – protecting his lead or holding people yeah. off. So just a little bit different kind of uh, tactic that I don't think he's as comfortable with. Now, for next year, Porcel's been linked to Mike's team and as well as the Valley team. I don't know if anything's going to happen. Right. If it does, does Porcel do anything? That's a good question. I mean, you, you hate to rule out people that are that talented. Yeah. Um, but, man, he's been out a while now. <laughs> and uh, to be – I don't want to, I'm not trying to put moto concepts down, but that's a pretty volatile environment. And just Christoph's a pretty eclectic person. So mm-hmm. you're adding a lot of ingredients that, you know, if you kind of think about it, it's a, it's a real easy situation to erupt and not end well. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't want to question his ability or his talent or, or his possibility of getting back in there, but. I would probably feel much more comfortable if I, he was if I heard he was going to Pro Circuit or if he was going to Factory Honda or somewhere where right. uh, it's just a little bit more neutral environment than what he's probably getting into. 702-586-7857, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by 810 Solutions. Jason Thomas is on the line. Uh, Chad Reed, good year, bad year? <laughs> is that a serious question? Uh, Tits told me to ask it. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, hey, um, heard from some people, Friday deadline for RCH. Uh, yeah, um, uh, he, I think he's put that out there. Pretty common yeah. knowledge at this yeah. point. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was for RCH, but Chad did tweet something about that. Yeah, I don't so, know that it's for RCH either, but and, I know he's tweeted that numerous times. So we we're both friends with Chad. Uh, you're certainly one of his one of his better friends, mm-hmm. uh, and we and we covered this a bit on the Pulp Show for people who didn't maybe listen to that or whatever. We we're all in agreement. It's going to be, we think, and of course I said he was going to go to Yamaha, so I'm already strike one. Strike two, if you count the fact that I said he was never going to race in America again, like three years ago. Yes. Um, so I'm strike two. But uh, we're, we're in agreement, and Chad tweeted that it wasn't going to be blue. So we think he's going to ride a RCA Suzuki next year and mm-hmm. disband his team, or he will be on Team 2-2 with a KTM or a Cowie. Yes, I think those are the two safest plays. Uh, there's Th- three this, safest plays. KTM, yeah, Cali, RCH, sorry. right? Yeah, right. Um, and then there's this this option where he's talking about buying Hondas, too, <laughs> but I don't I don't see that. Happening. I mean, do you think he's? I mean, I guess if anyone's serious, it's Chad Reed. Like he would do that, and and maybe at the same time put up a giable, a giant inflatable middle finger in his pits, right. point, and point it towards Honda. <laughs> Every Supercross? So, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have a question. Yes. How much has the Cowie changed from when Chad rode it? Quite a bit. Um, yeah. A lot? Yeah, quite okay. a bit. Frames changed quite a bit, everything yeah. else. Yeah. He was not happy with that bike. Right. Yeah. That's why. So, yeah, yeah quite sense. a bit. Um, latest th- one thing I heard, um, maybe running 
you know, Mitch's 450 team. Mitch gives him uh, a full pro circuit 450, a la Brock Tickle. Mm-hmm. He gets a teammate on a 450, and Chad Reed basically runs Mitch Payton's 450 Cowie team. That could be cool. So, maybe there's yeah, some, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I yeah. just, I mean, I don't think Mitch is going to give him cash money. You right. know how that works, but uh, right. I think he would give him, you know, all the support and everything. So, yeah, it's just the biggest thing, honestly, is um, getting a good bike, a that he feels comfortable on, and we know how fickle he is if he likes his bike or not. You know how how much that transfers into results for him, mm-hmm. and then the funding really, you know, comes down to those yeah. two things. And if he can get those two things in order, then uh, I think it, you know, right. he has a chance to kind of turn it around. I think, uh, like, I don't believe he probably got cash from Honda this year, so no. it makes me think that his team can run. He got all the parts and bikes he wants, you know, for free. But uh, I think if he can get bikes and parts for free from Mitch and bikes and parts from free from KTM or whoever then, uh, you know, he can probably survive again with his own crew and everything else that seems to be working out okay. Um, and I think if he wants to make money, he goes to RCH. Like, if he wants to make a lot of money. Yeah, there's a lot of factors there. He, you know, he definitely, this was his dream, kind of, this program, and it started from kind of, you know, started humbly, honestly, you know, yeah. just basically trying to put it together, and now it's kind of grown into a pretty significant brand. Um that he wants to continue, you know, I think even if once he stops racing, he'd like to be able to be in a position where he could put uh, championship contending riders on that team and, and continue the team. So for him to, to go to RCH, he basically has to abandon his whole dream and all the work he's put in uh, and just go back to, you know, the standard situation of riding for someone. And I, I know he probably thinks – you know, in the back of his mind somewhere, he's got to be like, man, that'd be really easy and a yeah. really simple move to do, and my life would become a lot easier. But at the same time, uh, this, you know, his he's put a lot of sweat, you know, money, sweat, and tears into his team, and he doesn't want to bail on it. Well, and I think he truly likes uh, Lars and Oscar oh, and Osterman. And, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. these people are family to him. Uh, well, Shane those, guys, and those all. guys all took a big chance to yeah. go, yep. you know. they Lars left Honda, and all these guys left, you know, positions and yeah. – uh, they basically believed in him to do this deal, and I know he doesn't want to let them down, you know, by shutting the doors. So, got a few lines open: seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call in if you uh, want to win some gear uh, or a helmet and a fifty dollars eight ten solutions. Uh, if we like your question, you'll get it. So, um, uh, hey, so here's the million dollar question: Chad Reed next year, no matter what he gets on, right? We don't know what he's going to ride. Mm-hmm. Can he win? Can he win again? I think it's possible. Yeah. I don't know if he can win a title or, you know, win a bunch of races, but yeah. I definitely think he can win a race or a couple of races. Yes. Can, can he get on the podium? Well, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean, but right. like, will he be a consistent podium threat um, and maybe if, win a couple of races? If he can, if he is willing to put in the work and do everything it takes, the things he used to do and, and really take the next five months Mm-hmm. to prepare himself, his mind and body, and, and get the bike and everything there, then, yes, I have no doubt. He didn't forget how to ride a dirt bike, and he didn't, you know, he just he came in way behind the eight ball this year, which I kind of knew he was anyway. Yeah, uh, I was actually really surprised that he got fourth at Anaheim 1. It was shocking how much he just wanted to ride his go-kart. Yeah, I just think he, you know, he's a very confident guy, and yeah. I think he, he kind of overestimated his ability to rely on talent a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the the level kept getting raised in the eight months while he wasn't riding a dirt bike, and he regressed. So you put those things together, and it turns into bad results. So yeah, 
Uh, I think he's he, obviously no one knows better than him how rough this summer was, and uh, he got put in his place every single moto all summer. So there's no one out there I think more motivated than him right now. It, it would be impossible to be more motivated than this. Yeah. You know, everybody kind of is giving up on him, and and all you have to do is go online for five minutes and start reading, and <laughs> and you'd be you'd have enough motivation to get you to Anaheim already. So. Right, right. Yeah, interesting. Should be should be interesting to see what. Uh... What he does and what he can do if he pulls it off again, it'll be um, you know another comeback, another comeback for the ages. Yeah, and I think even as a even even if he wasn't one of my best friends, just as a fan of the sport, man, you you know you gotta hope that he yeah. just just works his butt off until Anaheim and comes in and you know adds another guy into that you know thread and makes it. Right. It was so exciting there. You really you know especially like 2011 and then. Or sorry, I'm sorry. 2000. Well, yeah, it would have been 11. Yeah, 11. Um, and then 12 before he got hurt. Uh, you really didn't know who was going to win. Yeah. You know, those guys were all really close. Chad was winning a race. RV was winning a race. Stewart was winning a race. You know, it was. I think we had like six or five different winners in the first seven races or something. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what cool. I'm saying. If, right. if Stewart can get back to that, all those guys can get back in the mix. That's what that's what the sport needs. That's what builds excitement and gets people to the races. And uh, you know. As good as Villapoto is, I don't know that domination like that is the best thing for the sport as a whole. We need to get you back for the LCQ excitements. I don't think that's in the cards. Okay, All right. but I think the sport's going to survive anyway. I'd like to I have, see. I have faith. I'd like to see Pike Canary and Jason Thomas battle in the LCQ. Oh, that's happened many times. <laughs> uh, Socks, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up? I got a question. Socks. Next year, will Desal or Paulin take it from Cairoli? Uh, neither, title. neither, neither. No, the or will it take? Or will it be Hurlings in two years? Nah, Hurlings is. A, I mean, yeah, Hurlings is staying in two fifties. That's ridiculous. That's a stupid idea and stupid decision and stupid rules and stupid everything. But uh, uh, no, uh, DeSalle's regressed in the last couple of years. Remember a few years back, he was taking it to AC. Um, I don't know what what happened. If AC got better or DeSalle regressed, but something happened. And Paul Lins certainly went out, was on fire this year at some point, but man, again, you, you just can't match AC week in and week out. No, so. I, I think until Hurlings comes up or barring injury, Caroli's got you know might yeah. as well just hand him the title for next year. Now, yeah, uh, he's just you know over over that many races and that many motos, he's just better than those guys. Yeah, right on. Thanks, my Sox. name is supposed to be Fox, not Socks. What? My name is supposed to be Fox, not Sox. Fox. Okay, so our producer. Oh, this is the Fly Moto Sixty Show. We're not allowed to say that name. That's there was that was where okay. the air. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we had Thor. <laughs> we had Thor Fox. We can't say any of those names. Yeah. So. Awesome. Uh, next on the line is Ocelot. Um, Jay, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, did our producer get your name right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Um, hey, my question was about Chad Reed and. It just seems to me on the outside looking in, like maybe he's not as into the outdoor stuff as the Supercross stuff. Could his team survive if he just did like a Supercross-type deal like Kevin Windham and hit up some big races outdoors that he liked? Or, you know, is Um, that something that would not be possible with him running his own team? I would think, Jay, that it would not be possible because otherwise why would he have raced this summer? He's mentioned this summer a few times that – He's only out there because, well, not only out there, but he's out there to, you know, because he has to get paid. He has to make sponsors' uh, obligations and things like that. So that tells me that that all his deals, Discount Tire, Mofi, um, Shift, Fox, uh, they're all tied into, you know, showing up at the races. No, so. it's great. It's great seeing him out there at the nationals. Yeah. I just, 
I'd rather have them some of the time than not at all, you it know. caused it's, JT uh, a lot of pain. pretty cool to watch. caused JT a lot of pain to see him this summer out at the Nationals. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I got numb to it. Hey, Jay, um, you want a helmet or a $50 A10 Solutions gift certificate? Uh, the helmet would be sweet. All right, you're going to win a Fly Kinetic helmet. Um, t- top of the line helmet. Uh, I'm hang up on him. I'm not going to hang up on him. Um, thank you for <laughs> listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, JT. Uh, thanks. Look, he thanked you personally, JT. Yep, I like that. Uh, Sinjin. Hey, what's going on? Hey, first off, I've, uh, I have actually went on A10 Solutions and got some of those bra bars. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, no, strong stuff. Uh, if you want to be fit and in shape like tits, you, that's what you want to do. You want to get A10 Solutions and bra bars and rhino. Yeah, de- definitely. My question for you is, uh, I don't think you've touched on it, but I've been like looking at Instagram and Twitter and stuff. I'm pretty sure Jerry Robin has a Geico ride. No, Jerry Robin doesn't have a Geico ride, and the Geico guys are a little—they're not—they're not angry. They're nothing like that, but they're a little like—they—they don't want this misconception out there. Um, so, Jerry, so what, Rob- what's the deal then? Jerry Robin lives in the same town as the owner of one of the owners of Geico Honda, Jeff Myshak. Uh-huh. and basically, there—he's a great guy, great family, and, he, and we saw he's a terrific rider. Yeah. What What they did was they hooked him up with a couple of for sale bikes. Uh, they're stock Hondas, you know, done up with the sponsor stuff. They're not full Geico ride bikes. He, now, if Jerry performs and if Jerry rides great and, you know, he's ditched the 85, he's going with the new bikes. If Jerry, the mini O's are coming up, Jerry has a chance to ride himself onto the Geico official amateur squad. But it's not done through uh, uh, Amsoil, which is their what who helps him out. It's yeah. not really. It's sort of a backdoor uh, deal with just a couple of uh, uh, Hondas that the team was going to sell, and you know they're going to. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, man, like, don't get me wrong, I'm all about that, but like, he really doesn't deserve that yet. You know, no, he might he's, prove yeah. himself, but he's not. He didn't deserve himself. Yeah, he, you know, the the, guy, the the family is great. They have no money. They really. The only reason they rode the '85 is because they had. You know, they blew up their Yamaha. Yeah, um, yeah, I know the story. And, and the owner just really wants to help them out. And this is his way of doing it. Now, certainly, like I said, if Jerry performs, he can find himself on the squad. But yeah. as for right now, it's just simple a simple gesture. And and I I believe the Geico guys have been hearing it from riders who beat Jerry, like w, yeah, like, yeah, like sure. WTF, you know. And, and yeah, this is just just that way. So that's that's a really cool story though. Even that he could get maybe get on it if he proves himself. But uh. By the way, just an update. Uh, J Law was at Glen Helen State, you know, just training for 2014 Nationals, of course. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it starts yeah, so early. He is, he is training. All the vital people need to know he is training. He's uh, getting ready. Uh, J Law on Instagram, fantastic follow. Oh, he, um, oh, he's just amazing. Okay, uh, all right, have a good show, Sinjin. Do you, uh, yeah. because you supported Eight Ten Solutions in the past, we are going to give you that fifty dollars certificate. Sweet. I actually use that. Place. I actually use it a lot, to be honest with you. Well, okay, fantastic. Will you? Will you? Uh, Get some products and do a little review for us down the road. I will. Fantastic. Stay on hold, Sinjin. You're going to have to deal with uh, J-Law for president. Yep, J-Law for president. All right. Uh, all right, there we go. We've given our, our prizes away. Thanks to uh, Fly Racing. Kinetic gear, kinetic helmet, uh, $50, 8- 810 Solutions uh, gift card. Um, hopefully, JT, he doesn't pick a flat black kinetic, but I got a feeling he, he may. This would be a good move for him. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, looking at the lights class. Well, looking at the lights class slash four, uh, 450 class, mm-hmm. I said lights. It's 250s. I'm, I'm an idiot. But Yeah, it's whatever. Okay, you so, just like White Walk that much. Yeah, I love the guy. 
fantastic for American motocross. Great PR skills too. Yes, absolutely. He's a real people person. Oh, he yeah, he loved. Very nice to deal with. Yes. Very ask him a question. Cordial. Yes. I would say even jovial. Uh yeah, jovial would work. Yeah, like Santa Claus. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I like Santa. Don't uh, like Santa. Uh Eli Tomax moving up next year. Well, I, okay, but no, before we get there. I don't know if you heard the show, but the caller before we got to you said, why is Ken Roxy in such a hurry to move up? And I kind of agree with him. Outdoors. Like, why? Yeah, know? and I'm on the fence. I think, uh, you know, he's been in the he's been in the whites class. Well, 250, I just did it. Um, for a while. You know, he rode. He started so early when he was 15 or whatever. So um, he he won a world title in Europe. Then he came over here and he's raced it for three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, three so yeah. years? Well, 11, 12, No, 13. 11 was just Supercross, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but still. Okay. Still. Right. Okay. You race. You yeah, know. but still. Right. But when you, you know, he's just been in there, you think he's been five years now? Uh, four or five years in including, the white class. Including your class. Right. Yeah, right. right. I just think, it, you know, he feels like it's time and he's probably sick of, sick of racing, you know, racing, you know. You know, a lot of guys are in a rush, and I, I really feel like he's he's pretty ready. We've seen him run up front uh, in the big class. He got second at Seattle last year. Then at Daytona, he ran up front for a few laps. Uh, so yeah, I don't have really have a problem with it. Um, I think there could be there could be a case made for him to stay down as well because he he uh, you know he he did win the Supergrass title, but I think he's capable of winning the outdoor title as he showed this year. So well, he's not going to beat Villapoto and Dungey next year. Right, but stuff, but if but. he had won, you know, say say the motos had gone a little bit differently, and he he obviously wasn't far off winning the outdoor title this year. You know, he led for yeah. past halfway or whatever. Yeah. Um, if he had won the title, would you feel differently? Yes. So just because he kind, you know, Tomac kind of got yeah. him. He, yeah. And the, I, I don't think that's really get the title, get the title, move up. Yeah, I just don't think that's that's well, going to really, you know. Okay. Well, I do. So well, and, get, and there's only, no guarantee he's going to win next year. You only get one he, shot. Bro. Well, I'm just saying there's no guarantee he would win next year either. There's no guarantee your mom would win either. Ah, uh, she's pretty good. Um. Okay. So, um. Hey, JT, you uh, you like the cult? Do I like the cult? Yeah. Music? Yeah. Um. No, I'm heterosexual. What? <laughs> no, what, what I you, I don't about? really don't really care for him. All right. Well. I, I, this song's really good, and it's perfect for to remind everybody you're listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Exciting new gear time of the year. JT, Fly's got its 2014 lineup all out. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, Fly Racing's 2014 line, once again, continues to elevate racewear technology, fit and finish with great designs, exclusive technologies such as this 2D buckle system, which is hella sweet, zipper lock system, and the introduction of magnetic technology. Uh, which I thought was a, a, a mind-blowing thing that I, I got a little tutorial on it. Yeah, game changer. Game changer. They represent a new level innovation in performance racewear. Fly Racing 2014 available early August at a dealer near you. It is late August now, so it is out. Uh, A10 Solutions, one-stop source for the finest performance products for your body. A10 Solutions offers Rhino Power, Brat Bar, uh, proven performance supplements used by dozens of motocross athletes like Eli Tomac, Chad Reed, Davey Millsaps, Ken Rocks, and Andrew Short. 810 Solutions, the number 810solutions.com. Tits Legendary uses it on his mountain bike rides. I mean, what more could you need for that? Enter the code PulpMX at 810solutions.com to receive 15% off your entire order. Uh, check out all the website for all the products that you need. Uh, this is the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. 
Presented by M810Solutions.com. Jason Thomas on the line. Uh, talking about Tomac, uh, and we just mentioned that Tomac uses uh, the Rhino Power stuff. Um, you're pumped on Tomac's 2014 450 motocross uh, potential, JT. Yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be better outdoors than in Supercross. Um, I just think he he has a chance to break up the Ryan's. I think he can be right in there. Supercross, I don't expect him yeah. to do that. I yeah. think he'll be fine. You know, he'll be top five. He'll have some bad races. He'll have some good races. Um, but yeah. outdoors, man, I really think he'll be in contention if he comes in at 100. percent Really? Okay. Um, talking about pluses and negatives. Uh, seasons. We're wrapping up the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show here. Uh, on this Thursday noon hour, um, Ryan Dungey, he won two races, three races this year. Uh, Stewie, three, three, Stewie won one. No, yeah. two, because Stewart won one. Two. No, but Ryan won eight. I thought Ryan won nine. No, Ryan won eight. Okay. So, okay, so three races this year. Okay. Um, killed everybody else not named Ryan Villapoto. Okay. If you're Ryan Dungey. Uh, yes. Actually, David Millsaps beat him. This is outdoors. Oh, outdoors. Crap. <laughs> Crap. I thought we were talking about Supercross. Uh, folks, he's out. He's got yeah. one foot out the door already. <laughs> ten um, minutes left. Ten minutes left as he's counting it down. If you're Ryan Dungey, uh, JT, are you are you happy? Did you have a good year? I mean, are you pissed? Are you like, eh? Like, what? What? what's your feelings? Well, I think if he's real pissed off, he can just sign into his bank account, you know, log in info, and he'll feel better. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Just but be like, yeah. I'm sure he's disappointed. Uh, he he didn't have much for Villapoto this year. He just he just didn't. So um, I'm sure that nags at him and eats at him. But he he seemed like he was in a pretty good mood after the race on Saturday. He was at our at our uh, BTO truck and he seemed fine. Um, I think he knows he has some work to do and with himself and with the bike. And he was at uh, your BTO truck. Yeah, I think he he was bringing a jersey over to Forrest or something like that. But he was over there talking for a minute. Uh huh. Okay. Um, yeah, I just think he knows that. I think he knows where he's at and he knows where he wants to be and he knows it's going to take work to get there. So it's not like he has to, you know, it's not a full panic or anything. He's the second yeah. best rider in the world, in my opinion. Um, but you know, if he wants to win, he you know he's got he's got a little little gap to make up. Yeah, I always think about like. I think if you're if you're Ryan Dungey, you got to hang your your helmet on the fact that ah oh, man, like I didn't win, but I had a good year. I showed I was fast. You know, a lot of guys would like to be where I am. I got everybody else covered. Like it's a good year. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that's what I mean. I don't think yeah. he's panicking or or can't sleep at night. But right. at the same time, I know he's driven to win, and he's won a lot of titles. Uh, he's won you know thirty something, thirty four outdoor races or something like that. So. When he's not winning, uh, I think it's it does eat away at him. All these guys are like that. Champion guys are like that. So it, I think you consider the year a success, but not what you wanted, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of down years, did anybody have a worse down year than Suzuki? Chad Reed? Yes. Chad Reed maybe one, Suzuki two. Okay. Suzuki, uh, James Stewart won a national, which was great. but definitely Baggett, did. Baggett maybe also. Baggett, yeah. Uh, I put bag at three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go behind them. Yep. Um, tits, we're talking outdoors here. Just so you oh, know. crap. Yeah, forgot. Again. Still outdoors. Forgot again. <laughs> Supercross wasn't exactly a, a no, great show either. No, 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 it wasn't. Um, 
Suzuki, uh, Brock Tickle did all right. Uh, James Stewart won a race but didn't do what he thought. Did, definitely didn't what he's paid. He didn't do what he was paid for. Right. Um, and, of course, the Rockstar Racing team had a good success with Jason Anderson, but they're out. So, I mean, I was just I just wrote a column about kind of this thing, and I just I went over Suzuki, and I'm like, what are they doing? They got no 250 effort. Things are uh, in flux over there on the yellow team. So you you almost you say that, but then Yamaha had to have a worse year than Suzuki, right? Um, at, at least Suzuki won a Supercross and an Outdoor. Yeah. Did Yamaha win anything? Jeremy Martin won. No. Did no. Ma- did Martin win? No. No, he never did. That's yeah, I don't think any. I don't think Yamaha won anything. Maybe it's just because they're so bad, we just expect they had the worst year. Right, and and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you don't really think about it anymore just because they've had such yeah. a bad run lately. But yeah. Last... I, hate to, I hate to pile on Suzuki just because they actually did win the premier True. class. East, True. You know. Yeah. Yamaha has not won a 125 slash 250 overall since 2004. Right. They Last... did win a, you know, Sipes won some supercrosses and stuff like that. Yeah. But this Swan- year, I don't think they won, won anything. Swanepoel won a moto at Southwick in the, in the storm. Right. So... Well, maybe one of the most unlikely moto win. Uh, no one remembers. Uh, last call on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Last call of the season. Last call of a year, Tits. Maybe ever. Maybe ever. <laughs> uh, Brent, you got the last call maybe ever. <laughs> What's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, man? What do you, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I actually had a I, – I didn't understand why Muscan didn't get selected for the French team at – I uh, usually hate French riders, but he's the only one in a long time that I <laughs> I have liked. And I just didn't get why they – do they honestly have somebody better? No. No. No one really knows what happened there. The Villeman says that the team manager is an idiot and a goofball and, you know, typical David Villeman, he, he really held back. Um, <laughs> no one knows. I mean, okay, Muscan's performance at the last two designations has not been good. Uh, Lomo, he struggled, crashed. Uh, he was way back. Where were we the year before that? We were in um, France. Uh, it was uh, France. Yeah, uh, yeah, Saint Saint Angeli, Angeli. Right? yeah. Struggled again there, I believe. So he had a terrible time at Colorado, uh, but his bike broke or something. Um, so they're look. Maybe they're looking at that performances, but still, look, the guy won two nationals this year. He should have been on the team, absolutely. Who, who are the other two? Uh, there's Paul in. Tixier and uh, Chardier. Uh, Charles? Char- or the uh, Charlie. Charlie? Charlie? Yeah. 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 So, unbelievable. I'm with you. Uh, maybe, you know, these things, it does cost a lot of money, as as any fan of Team Canada knows. So, maybe there was funds that they could want to get Muskan over there. I, I doubt it. Yeah, but that, his team but. is already going. Yeah, but maybe just getting the bike there. You know, a lot of... Right. A lot of these teams are say, like a lot of these other countries are like, hey, um, if you want the rider there, you pay all shipping. You pay everything, right. you know, to right. the country. So... I can't think it, that's But I mean, it, even from even from KTM, I mean the manufacturers. No, I know, like in Austria, right? And like, wouldn't and they're going could, to Germany, right? Couldn't you be like, hey, bring them a bike? We'll bring suspension and bars and a motor, you know, and throw it. Yeah. In. Um, I, I honestly think it was a a not an objective decision. Like the whoever the team yeah. manager is decided he wanted someone else right. for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't think it was just results. I think. Yeah. Something else. That guy yeah. had it. Yeah, he had it in his head. He wanted somebody else, and that's all it was. Uh, Brent, did you like Villeman when he raced, or no? I did actually. He was uh, the oh. last French rider. I, I actually, I, I was pretty young when he was coming up, and I mean, I remember when he was on the Nolene team and 125 class. I loved it. 
Uh, Villeman was never on the Nolan team in the 125 class. Oh, wow. I feel like an idiot. Um, he was, uh, <laughs> he, well, he wrote his, his own deal, and he was on Factory Yamaha right away. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you like Tortelli? Sorry, what? Did you like Tortelli? He was okay. Good-looking guy. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, hey, another another motocross of the nations question. The, do the riders? I know they have more sound restrictions over there than we do. Is, isn't that correct? Do, yes. do they see a big difference in power? Yeah, they do. They do notice it. Uh, if and you know what, standing on the side of the track, it's noticeable. For my ears, anyway, you can hear it. the bikes are are it, it's quieter. The bikes are more choked off. There's no doubt. There's a difference. So, blame. <laughs> right, thanks, Brent. Yeah, no problem. I have a, I have a uh, great season, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Brent's last call ever, and the last word, one of the last words, was lame. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting, JT, the motocross nations. I'm looking forward to it. But Tomac's uh, claiming big things, and I like that. It's exciting. Yeah, it's a little bit of a letdown that a couple of the guys aren't going. I'm, I'm glad the Hurlings is gonna be back now. I think apparently, he's back, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Uh, it's going to add more, you know, to the to the race. But yeah. I really wish Phil Poto was going. But it's still going to be still going to be a great time. I think uh, if anyone's ever been to this race with Germany never winning before and them winning for the first time, and then they're going to Germany the following year, I, I, it's going to be just, you know, with, I, I don't think anybody can anticipate how big that's going to be. Well, with your career of racing in Germany, certainly you know the German fans' passion. Well, that's just Europe in general. I mean, yeah, they're right. they're more passionate about. And it, you know stuff like this any, anywhere in the world, in my opinion, maybe maybe Latinos, but uh, it's going to be a big event. I, wow. I think it's going to be awesome, dude. There's porn on after eleven o'clock. They're passionate. <laughs> I mean, you know, Europe, yeah, like in Europe. every channel, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's por- like if a, if the president was on the news, you just can't get away from it, right? This is every time you click a channel in Europe right. after eleven, it's porn. Yeah, so they're a passionate society over there. Um, it's, Booking a flight right now to Europe as we speak. <laughs> um, uh, hey, um, one um, one more thing. Justin Bogle, uh, two more things. Justin Bogle, lights class, uh, and Zach Osborne, lights class. Both – lights class, Jesus, what's wrong with me? 250 class. Uh, both had strong ears. Good comebacks for those guys. Yeah, I think uh, they both were up and down. Um, you, could, you could look at weekends for both of them and be kind of like, eh, that wasn't so good. But then there was obviously, you know, bright, shining moments where you kind of realize why they have the ride they do and, and their potential. So yeah. uh, to to be in that championship fight, though, they're going to have to find more consistency. Uh, guys like Roxon and, and Tomac, you know, even their bad weekends, they got, what, third? Yeah. You know? So that's what I really feel is missing from their programs. I, I don't know how you get that, but I do know that when you see guys that are in the championship fight, they're always there week in, week out. Well. Well, Roxon's bad moto was a heavy crash and a DNF, but yeah. Well, we, we get and you know point. what I mean, Right, though. we get your point. No, no. Yeah, those sure. guys would have motos where they didn't crash, they didn't do anything, they just rode really poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, that's it, buddy. Thank you for coming on this show all year, Fly Racing Moto yeah, no 60 worries. show. I know, um, you know you're down there at Fly Racing, uh, hawking the gear, um, selling, sell, sell, and uh, you're a big part of why uh, this is on. Dale, Dale at the... Western Power Sports and yourself, um, Max, the giveaways, everybody at Fly uh, Racing is uh, uh, pumped on this show. So yep. uh, we may do it next year. It all really depends on tits, everybody. So uh, at, no pressure. at Tits Legendary on Twitter, just, um, you know, if you feel like it's not back next year, that's who you, you contact. I like the feeling of all this power. Uh, tits, fantastic job answering the phones. 
Thank you. This year yeah. uh, on the show. Um, thank you for not knowing that we were talking about motocross and talking about supercross. <laughs> that was good, too. <laughs> and uh, Jeff at 810 Solutions, the number 810solutions.com. Uh, I'm truly, though, Tits, uh, the number of phone calls we got was, was unexpected. A lot. Yeah. Every yeah. week. Every week. Um, I have a question. Yes. It's only 2 p.m. Well, it's 1 p.m. Uh, is there any chance that Tits just, you know, figures it's the day's already shot. He might as well just sleep in his truck for the night in your driveway? <laughs> The house. It, it is like a fifteen-minute drive it, yeah, back to work. It's fifty so, minutes. Right? He, he will save thirty minutes by sleeping in my driveway right now. Right. The sun's already on its way down. Tits. No. Yeah. You know what? That's an excellent point. Nothing that Tits has ever done, JT, has given you as much amusement as that. Like nothing. That is your number one uh, source of amusement when it comes to him. Uh, yeah, but thanks. Uh, thanks. The callers were amazing. Uh, I think there's a future for a noon hour. Uh, call-in moto show, there's no doubt, um, from you guys. And thanks to everybody. Fly and 810 Solutions again. Jason Thomas, you were on every week, I think. So thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, guys. All right. No problem. See you. Yeah, bye. All right, everybody. That's a wrap on the uh, 2013 Fly uh, Racing Moto 60 show presented by 810 Solutions. And, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we're going to hope to do this next year. We're not. It's, it's not all tits. So we'll see. We'll see if we'll do this. But for now, thanks for listening. Maybe we'll see you in January. Maybe not. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show. Get it on iTunes. Get it on Stitcher. Get it on the Pulpamex app. See ya when we see ya. <laughs>